welcome to the Voice of Many podcast show with Yolanda and Vanessa. Thank you for joining us, listeners. This afternoon, we have the privilege of having with us the Bethany Christian Services of Florida. They're going to share information with us on how to um, assist and provide knowledge for children. Welcome to the mic, Miss Nicole Brown. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us, Nicole. Um, if you can, share with the listeners a brief um, description about yourself and where you're located. So we are Bethany Christian Services of Florida, and our physical office is in Winter Garden, Florida, but we have several satellite branches all over the state, um, as well as we have a site also in Alabama, in the pan- up there in the Panhandle. Um and we have several programs um, that Bethany offers. Okay. Um, we know you're working with, with the center, which is what I think is excellent. Can you share with the listeners a little bit about the pregnancy counseling um, for expected mothers? Sure. Pregnancy counseling, um, we also call it options counseling. While we know that by law a woman has a right to choose whatever she wants to do um, with her body for her baby. We definitely offer what we call options counseling, which we gear that more towards adoption or parenting. And if a woman decides to make a parenting plan, we wish her the best. We set her up with as many resources as we can, uh, make sure she's connected to a pregnancy resource center. Um, And if she chooses to make an adoption plan, then she becomes a Bethany client for life. If in 10 years after her adoption, she feels like she needs counseling, she can always come to our office and get it. Even if she moves, she can go to any other Bethany in the, in the, in the United States. We're in 32 states. We have over 64 offices. She can find the one that's closest to her and she can do counseling at any time in her life. Okay. So can you also tell us about, how you're able to assist in domestic infant adoptions. Yeah, so we work with uh, prospective adoptive parents who want to make an adopt, who want to adopt. Um, and we only do domestic infant adoption, which means we do adoptions right out of the hospital. So in the state of Florida, well, I guess in generally after a woman gives birth, generally about 48 hours later, um, if you have a vaginal birth, you are released, and then if you have a C-section, generally 72 hours later, you are released from the hospital. And so with domestic infant adoption, we come alongside our anyone you know, who wants to adopt, and <clears throat> we train them, we do their home studies, um, and then we match them with a birth mom. Um, a birth mom actually chooses um, the people who she wants to adopt her baby. And they actually have then what's called a match meeting. If there's time, sometimes it can happen in the hospital. Sometimes um, a birth mom may call us while she's in the hospital. But if she, if there's time, then we'll, we'll have a match meeting. And at that time, sometimes they may exchange email addresses, and sometimes not. It really is driven by the 
um, the expectant mom and what her wishes are. If she wants to keep in direct contact with the adoptive family or if she would just rather use the pregnancy counselor to, to be that bridge of communication. Um, and then when she is going into labor, um, whatever her hospital plan is, the adoptive parents may have the opportunity to be in the room with their expectant mom when she gives birth. One time we had our expectant mom labor was progressing quickly, but sometimes, you know, nurses get busy and, and um, our birth mom was like, I need to push, but they, you know, the adoptive father was in the room too. And he just went over to the window and he just started looking out the window and the adoptive mom, you know, she was there holding the hand of the birth mom and she cut the cord. Um, and, and birth mom was fine. She, you know, it, she, you're, you're in labor. She was in pain. So she, she definitely wanted the baby out, but you know, it was definitely, you know, pretty, pretty comical. You know, we we're like, Could you at least warned us, you know, that you're about to push a girl and, um, you know, it was, it was good comic relief. It could be, you know, pretty bittersweet, you know, when you're in the hospital, it's a, it's a bittersweet time. Um, of course, the adoptive family, if all goes well, you know, they're going to leave the hospital with the baby and, you know, now a birth mom, she does it. Um, and that's hard. But we walk our adoptive parents through that whole process. And then it's the same the same thing is for adoptive parents as it is for a birth mom. If they ever feel like if adoptive family or, you know, their the adoptee ever feels like they need counseling and they adopted through Bethany, they can always come back to us and we offer that counseling, you know, for the rest of their life. That's amazing. How does your safe um, families for children program work and what is it? So safe families is a preventative children going into foster care and safe families can be as simple as well what it is it prevents children from going into foster care and what happens is when a mom or a family they're in crisis and they need somewhere for their children to go temporarily they can call us and we'll place the children with what's called a safe family a safe family is we usually recruit in churches and they've gone through, you know, background checks and, you know, home study. And instead of the children going into foster care, the children will just stay with the safe family, you know, for that certain amount of time designated by the birth family. Um, and then when they're ready, they just go back. And so it's as simple as, you know, if a woman is giving birth or let's just say she unexpectedly goes to the hospital, if there's no one to care for the children, the nurses usually call DCF. Well, now... We ask them, and DCF will, if DCF is called, sometimes they will call us as well if it's a situation like that. Like, there's no abuse, there's no neglect, no neglect. The mom just didn't have anywhere for her children to go while she was in the hospital. Um, so it could be as short as three days, you know, while maybe a mom is in the hospital, um, that the children will come to save family. But there have definitely been times when you get a call and a um, uh, their house is burned down. And so mom just needs a break. Like she needs to breathe and she needs to look for housing. And while she may be able to go and stay at a friend's house, sometimes her friend may not allow all of the children because there just isn't room to go with mom to her friend's house. And so while mom may be sleeping on the couch at a friend's house, 
children can go into a safe family, you know, and have their own bed. And, and they continue with school or whatever, whatever they are, whether, you know, they're school aged or not. They'll stay home. Usually our safe families, um, there are stay at home moms. Um, and so the babies will stay home or if they're school aged, they'll continue to go to school. So safe families is just preventative, you know, to DCF, um, especially if, you know, there is no abuse in the class and you just need respite. Sometimes, you know, single moms, they just need it. They just need a break. And we're here to offer that. Okay. Can you tell us about transitional foster care? Sure. So I know that many of us have seen that there is a crisis at the border. 5,000 kids are just showing up, you know, at the border. Um, they're fleeing their home countries, usually due to some type of violence. And when they get to the border, you know, they're, they get detained. Um, and if, if, if the Department of Health and Human Services has, um, knows that the child has family, then what will happen, has family in the United States, then what will happen is the child will come to one of our transitional foster care families um, and stay there until we can verify that the, the sponsor or the family or the relative is ready to take in that child. So it could be as little as, it, it's supposed to happen, you know, we want it to happen in less than 30 days. So I believe in our last report, we had like an average of seven days stay maybe um, because we know where the, the, the birth families are. We know where those sponsors and those, or the family or the friends are. We just want to verify, you know, that, that all is well in the home, and then those kids will go will go to their family. So it's a very, very, very short term stay um, in the transitional foster care, but that's exactly how it was designed. They have family; they just need to get there, and so we're that bridge that helps them to get there. Okay, thank you. I know um, over the past few years, human trafficking has been a lot more in the news more than ever, and. How does the Trafficking Victim Assistant Program um, help and facilitate that? What information can you share with us that can help anyone in that um, situation? So once a survivor has come out of their, their trafficking situation, they need help. So they may not have many times... Um, when people are trafficked, all of, you know, all of their papers are taken and it's just a way to control them. You know, whoever has them, that's the way they control them. You know, they, they can't go anywhere because they don't have any kind of an identification. They don't have a passport, whatever, whatever it is that they had on them to come here mm -hmm. um, is usually taken from them. And so when it's discovered and um, we can, and when I say we, I don't necessarily mean Bethany, I mean like the police or whomever, whomever is helping get, get the survivors out of the situation. Once they're out, now they have nowhere to go, right? And so Bethany comes alongside them to offer comprehensive um, case management where we try to, again, we try to set them up with housing, um, any kind of, of job skills. And sometimes they, sometimes survivors um, come already knowing maybe where they want to work or where they want to live. And so we just, we come alongside them and provide them with the support that they need. And it, it's usually a year long process that we are with them because, you know, once again, they're here and it's a new country for them. 
um, they need to get acculturated, they need to get acclimated, they need to assimilate. So, you know, teaching them just the ways of of where, you know, we're in Florida. So how does Florida work? How does the Florida system work? Where do I need to go to get an ID? How do I get my ID? How do I get my passport back? Where where can I get my birth certificate? And so we come alongside them to offer them all of that and try to help them um, not just get on their feet, but help them to be stabilized. And so it's been exciting because while it's a, it's a it's been in existence for a while, um, we have had in the recent I would say two months, like the last two months, we did some discharges um, because we had kept clients in, you know, for the year, and they were ready. You know, it's just, it could be scary, but they were ready, and some of them had enrolled into nursing school. Um, and so we help them also get their, we call it a T visa or their deferred action so that they can work, you know, here while they are here um, working on their asylum cases. And that's, that's the huge barrier for most of our, our trafficking survivors is being able to work. Like, they want to work. Like, don't, don't listen to anyone that tells you otherwise. Like, they want to work because they want to stay. They want to stay. So they do it, you know, they, they want to work and they do what has to be done by getting all their paperwork in order, going to see their lawyers um, to make sure their asylum cases, you know, on track and going through so that they can stay here. So um, we've had some, uh, um, maybe three, three of our, we had a, a big, a big raid happened in Orlando and, and we had 12 survivors come to us. And three of those 12, you know, their goal was to go to nursing school. And so, you know, we helped set them up with that. And it's, and it's, you know, it's not easy. And it's, and you may hear like 12 months, like that's a long time. And it's, you know, it's not, it's not a long time, you know, to help them get acclimated to a whole new country and a whole new system and a whole new way of life. So we just come alongside them and offer those comprehensive services for them. Um, and if, if it's needed, we can ask for an extension of services if they need to be in the program longer than a year. Um, but of course, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to, oh gosh, what's the word? Um, we don't want them to rely totally heavily on us. We want to get them, you know, self-sufficient as well. So that's our trafficking program. Okay. Well, also too, I want to want to ask you, Nicole, any of our listeners out there, they may want to reach out um, to assist or just to learn more information. How can they get in touch with the Bethany Center to do that? Yeah, so they can always go online to Bethany.org, um, www.bethany.org, or they can call us, um, 407-877-4006. Um, either way, if you go online, you know, of course, you'll be able to send us information that way, um, or you can just call us directly. Either way, we can get in touch. They can get in touch with us, and, you know, we'll respond. We want to thank you so much for being with us today. It's been a pleasure and an honor having you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate your program um, and, and just spreading the word. So thank you. Thank you for this. You're welcome. And to our listeners, if you have any questions or suggestions, please contact us on our social media web pages. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel. And on behalf of our podcast, our sponsors, 
and our partners. We want to thank you for listening, and we will talk to you later.